You're listening to Your Faith Podcast, the show that delves deeper into all aspects of restoring hope through inspirational devotions. Join host Pastor Kelly as he provides valuable insights, sharing his wealth of experience and knowledge to help you on your faith journey. That's here on Your Faith Podcast. Hello again. In this podcast, I want to talk about gambling. And I'm going to start out today by reading Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And it says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, some of you may recall that in the early 2000s, it was reported that a West Virginia man gave more than $25 million of his lottery proceeds to three pastors uh, in California and in West Virginia. And obviously this man, no one is denying that he had great intentions. He did. He had great intentions. However, Christianity and gambling do not mix. And I ask you today to have an open mind as I share with you scriptures statistics, and personal insight on what I have called gambling's masquerade. Now, that word gambling in the Webster's Third New World Dictionary is defined as this, the act or promise uh, uh, practice of betting, the act of playing a game and consciously risking money or other stakes on its outcome. Now, I know that there isn't a specific scripture, and I would agree with this, that says thou shalt not gamble. But guess what? There is neither the word rape or drug pusher in the Bible, but no one would argue with me that that's a good thing and that they're permissible. They're not. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The principle taught here is to take care of yourself. Okay, we need to take care of ourselves. And that could include abstinence from the abuse of drugs, uh, the abuse of alcohol. It could be even the abstinence from food or any other substance that could damage or weaken our bodies. According to the Bible, there are three main uh, ways of gaining wealth. Okay. Actually, you know what? I just thought of a fourth one. So I'm going to add four. Okay. First one, honest work. Second one, and, and scriptures that go along with that, excuse me, is Ephesians 4, 28 and 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 3, verse 10. Uh, number two, investments, Matthew 25, 27. Uh, number three, receiving from another, Ephesians 4, 28. And the one I just thought of, how about the fair exchange of goods, buying and selling, okay? Those of you that use eBay know what I'm talking about, all right? Gambling fits none of these. And it seeks wealth without work. It seeks something for nothing. Now, just a few decades ago, state governments almost uniformly served as watchdogs to oppose any form of gambling. Now, today, state legislatures promote gambling, addicted to the revenues, and they're insensitive to its negative consequences. Regular casinos account for 40% of gambling revenues. 
Casinos are the fastest growing form of gambling. States often seek to make gambling more acceptable by promising that the funds received will be used for public education. A National Gambling Impact Study Commission stated this, 13% of people have a problem with or they are already a pathological gambler. 18% are at risk of developing a gambling addiction. A past Gallup poll indicated that 58% of those claiming that religion is very important to them have bought a lottery ticket and 32% have gambled at a casino. A person has five times more of a chance to be struck by lightning than winning the lottery. You see, gambling is a love for money. Gambling is simple because, sinful because it is motivated by greed. And gambling is covetousness in action. I want you just to think for a moment of how the lottery is advertised in ads as they ask people to think of what they'll do with a million dollars. Some may argue that gambling is not motivated by greed. An easy way to prove otherwise is to replace money as a stakes with worthless tokens. <laughs> Someone may say, oh, I just gamble for the fun of it, for the entertainment value of playing. Well then, remove the chance of winning money and then see how many will play. Why not let people buy a set of numbers then choose the winning number to see who won just for fun? It's about the love of money. It is about covetousness and anyone denying that is simply dishonest. Gambling seeks to take what others do not want to give. Luke chapter 16 verses 11 and 12 says, Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Everything we have is on loan from us uh, from God. They're on loan to us from God. Ephesians 5.11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. You see, gambling is a work of sin. Thus, it is a work of darkness. One might say that life is a gamble. I've heard that many times. But consider, do we stay at home because of the gamble we take by driving? No. Someone else says, what about the stock market? Isn't that gambling? Isn't the stock market gambling? Well, huge amounts of data are provided each day to those wishing to invest their money. The Bible teaches that we should capitalize upon our holdings rather than bury them to allow no gain or interest. Do you have any advantage over the lottery system or a roulette wheel that gives the knowledge of the outcome? Three questions I want to leave you with today. What effect? And, and you know what? You can use these questions for anything and everything in your life before you move forward. What effect will it have on me? What effect will it have on others? And how will this action affect the cause of Christ? How will it, it affect my witness to those around me? I want you to think about it today and then pray on it and then seek God's face for it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Your Faith Podcast. To contact the show, you can send in your questions, requests, or comments via email to pastork at c3troy.com. 
Join us again next time as we discuss all things devotion, hope, and faith. That's here on Your Faith Podcast.